war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program at 106 on what is uh, turning out for us, you just heard the forecast. It's actually a delightful flag day, June 14th. It's also President Trump's birthday. You know, why not uh, sit outside on the deck at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food, either eat inside, and then they also have the lounge. Had a good crowd last night for the uh, Celtics game against the Warriors. They'll have another good crowd coming up on Thursday. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, great food. 30, excuse me, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So I want to bring you uh, up to speed on all the news of the day. And one of the things that, without question, is um, is not going away. And it is, um, it's, it's, it is, you know, as we talked earlier with, with Donna Perry, it's, it's frightening of just, it's an unknown with just how, you know, where is this, where is this, um, where is the bottom? Just how, how high could gas go? How high could gas go? Could gas go to, as she, you know, $10 a gallon? I mean, this, this is ridiculous. And the... There's no answer for it. There's there's seemingly no answer. And what I mean by that is the Biden administration doesn't seem to have an answer on that or inflation. And this is starting to seem like it's just a runaway train that, um, you know, I, I also want to touch on, I think it's interesting that some creators are signing a letter urging Hollywood reconsider the portrayal of gun violence on screen. You know, that they've been silent on that. They have been absolutely silent on that. You never um you you never hear them touch on that element. You never hear anyone um really start to talk about that that would you know, somehow should come in and play into exactly what's going on. I want to play. This is a piece on uh, Good Morning America, New Recession Fears. Let me um, play that. George and stocks are pointing higher this morning, but they have a long way to go to recover what they've lost in this now officially bear market. Since the peak earlier this year, the S&P 500, which is what's reflected in most 401ks and retirement accounts, is now down 22%. And the inflation is at the heart of this story. Rising prices, that impact on American consumers, and what the Federal Reserve has been trying to do. Typically, they hike interest rates in environments like this, and that is exactly what they're doing. But typically, they go slow and steady. And right now, George, they are on the precipice of hiking again later this week, and not necessarily just keeping it slow and steady. This time, they may hike rates by the biggest amount in 28 years. And what will that hike mean for American families? 
Well, it has impacts on your finances well beyond what's happening in the stock market. First of all, it impacts the price you pay to borrow. More expensive credit cards, new auto loans, new mortgages. If you look at the average 30-year fixed rate mortgage right now, it is now above 6%. That was 3% at the start of this year, so it's gone up by a significant amount. It also means that consumers start spending less money. They put less money into the economy, and the economy grows less. That can mean fewer jobs, and it can even lead to layoffs and things like recessions, George. Oh, my goodness, folks. And the hits keep coming. But instead, what does the media want to have? The Democrats. The January 6th hearings. Our congressional correspondent, Rachel Scott, is on Capitol Hill with all the latest for us. Good morning, Rachel. Amy, good morning. This was searing and stark testimony. A view inside the Trump White House after the 2020 election. And the blistering words from Trump's most inner circle describing a president detached from reality. This morning, a window into the White House on election night 2020, as Trump's most inner circle told him he should not declare victory. Ballots were still going to be counted for days. Um, and it was far too early to be making any proclamation like that. Trump rejected the advice of his own campaign manager, Bill Stepien. He thought I was wrong. He, he told me so. He was going to go in a different direction. And instead turned to the attorney that started to embrace wild conspiracy theories and false claims of election fraud. Rudy Giuliani. Spoke to the president several times that night. Senior Trump strategist Jason Miller says Giuliani was intoxicated at the White House, a claim he denies. And the mayor was definitely intoxicated, but I do not um, know that his level of talk intoxication when he spoke uh, with the president, for example. Mayor Giuliani was saying, we want it. They're stealing it from us. Where all the votes come from? We need to go say that we won. One by one, people closest to Trump said they tried to convince him otherwise. His daughter, Ivanka Trump. The results were still being counted. Um, it was becoming clear that the race would not be called um, on election night. To his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who said he warned Trump about Giuliani's claims, telling the former president... Not the approach I would take if I was you. Trump ignored it all, his claims only growing more outlandish. The claims of fraud were... I thought, boy, if he really believes this stuff, he has, you know, lost contact with... Uh, with uh, He's become detached from reality. Nearly all the witnesses who testified Monday were Republicans, detailing how the president pressed on with his false claims even as his election losses piled up. In no instance did a court find that the charges of fraud were real. And many of Trump supporters believed he was right anyway, marching to the Capitol on January 6th. I don't want to say that what we're doing is right. The committee also made the case that Trump's big lie was also a big ripoff, detailing how $250 million poured into Trump's fundraising machine. Almost none of it went to challenging the election results. As for the former president, he released a lengthy 12-page statement. He called the committee a distraction, still pushing those false claims about a stolen election, TJ. All right, Richard. Folks, again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show at 113. This portion of our show... On this Tuesday, and it's brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Listen, crime, this could be a very dangerous summer. 
And I recognize, you know, the last time I went to competition shooting supplies was was just two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, there was a um, a very elegant young businesswoman who was there and filling out the proper paperwork in order to be able to obtain a firearm. And I found that interesting, but. I'm not surprised because John Francis, it's, he's very cordial. He's very professional. Uh, women should feel comfortable. And if you're, that sounds like you, that you've been thinking about it. And by the way, I, I think it's interesting that as someone that I, I run and walk a lot and I'll see women walking with a dog and I realize that they may not want to walk with the dog, but the dog is that extra level of protection as opposed to being alone. So in this time that it is difficult, you still have the right to defend yourself. And the place you want to go is competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Firearms, accessories, gun fittings, preparation ammo. And John Francis, you're not going to find anyone more knowledgeable. Stop it and see him. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. He's also on Facebook. You take the last exit off of 95. You take exit 2A. And then at the light of Benefit Street and Newport Avenue, hang the left. You'll find competition shooting supplies. And also right now at 115 on this Tuesday, I want to remind you that maybe you'd like to be a little more liquid Maybe you could use a little cash. He'll he'll buy the firearm or the different types of, uh, of firearms that you have off you. Or you could sell it on consignment through competition shooting supplies. Stop it and see him. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's competition shooting supplies. So, folks, at 115... I also want to just direct your attention. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Tuesday. It's June 14th. It's the John DePietro Show. It's President Trump's birthday on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I'm going to play some Trump sound between um, now and 2 o'clock. I, 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 here's my take on the January 6th uh, hearings. I don't believe any of it is a voting issue. I don't think any of it is a voting issue. I think it's a lot of drama, but I don't think any of it is a voting issue. That's that's my thought on it. I think people are more concerned on the price of gas, the price of groceries. Maybe last Thursday night they found a little intriguing. I don't know. As Donna Perry said, we've we've all seen the same video video footage. Um but I want to direct your attention to the website, depetro.com, because no one else has this. But the mail ballots, if you want a mail ballot for the September primary, you can log on now to the Secretary of State's office. Now, folks, I want to, this is important at 117. I want to repeat what I've been saying. Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea should not be running the election. People ask me who I think is going to win. I'm going to just stick with what I've said in the past. And that is, you know, would you want to coach against a team if you were a coach or a player? 
But when you want to play or coach against a team, that one of the, the ref is the coach of the other team. So you go to vote.sossecretarystate.ri.gov. Mail ballot application statewide primary. And there it is. You can already download it. You will receive a mail ballot for the party registered Republican and Democrat. Someone said to me, what about the independents? All right. I, again, there's nothing wrong with asking that. And there's some newer people that ask that. But the independents don't have a primary. That's why some people run independent so they can make it to the general election. So on the right-hand side, you says it says to receive a mail ballot, you must complete submit the application to your local board of canvassers by August 23rd at 4 o'clock, of, so this August. So now, there's two parts that jump out. Number one, you have your information, voters' full name, address, city, town, blah, 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 email address. Then they have address where your mail ballot is to be sent. As I pointed out, why is the mail ballot sent to a different address? Does that make sense to anyone? Why would a mail ballot, why wouldn't it all be sent to the same address? Then it goes to mail ballot categories. I'm incapacitated. You can check one box. I'm confined in a hospital, nursing home, rest home, blah, blah, blah. That's number two. Number three, I'm employed in service connected with military operations. Number four, I choose to vote by mail. Send my mail ballot to the address listed above. If you want your mail ballot sent to your local board of canvassers, please indicate the address in box B. I think that's interesting. So there's some scam they have going with the board of canvassers. I just haven't figured it out yet. Then you get to, this part is really interesting, voters' oath and signature. Okay, this sounds official, right? Voters' oath and signature. I declare all the information I have provided is true and correct, quote, to the best of my knowledge. Boy, that, that's a defining statement. To the best of my knowledge. You know what that's called? Plausible deniability. When I checked that off, I was doing it to... The best of my knowledge. That's not an oath. That's not an oath. Best of my knowledge. Uh, I was living there to the best of my knowledge. That's you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Do you, do to the best of your knowledge. Swear to tell the truth. Blah blah blah. Of course not. Here's another. Thing. I'm a qualified registered voter in the requester of a mail ballot. Okay. Oath and signature. I'm a qualified registered voter and requester of a mail ballot. We're still waiting for citizen of the United States. I further state I'm not a qualified voter of any other city or town or state. I am not claimed and do not intend to claim the right to vote in any other city or town or state. I think that's interesting how, again, we're still not hearing, and I swear I'm a citizen of the United States. Number four, if unable to sign name... Just mark an X so you can put an X. So there's party affiliation by signing. You're returning this Republican Democrat. Invalid signature can be disqualified if you don't have the X there. Um, It's on page two. Suddenly, in much smaller print, you know, it's kind of like read the fine print. 
Notice to applicant, if anyone attempts to intimidate or unduly influence you or interfere with, contact your local board of canvassers. They don't say contact the Secretary of State's office. They also don't say contact law enforcement. Any person knowingly, willfully making a false application or certificate or knowingly, willfully aiding and abetting in the making of a false application or certificate shall be guilty of a felony subject to the penalties provided the section. Your application is a matter of public record, but your vote is confidential. Now, notice they talk about application in this part. But up top, they talk about voter's oath and signature. So it's two different terms, applicant and voter. Again, plausible deniability. And then they have the local board of canvassers. I find it interesting that the notice to applicant, that's a smaller fine print than any other part of the ballot. It's also on page two. How come they don't have that in nice, bold letters up top? Well, we know why. You could bring page one to someone. They don't. Even, and by the way, you don't have to. There's nothing to sign on page two. It's just instructions, phone numbers, and then the fine print. But if you printed out just the first part, the mail ballot application, of which then you're going to receive a mail ballot. You could show that to someone, fill it out, and they never even see part two about the note. Notice it says notice to applicant, not notice to voter. They use different terms by design. So why is it the voter's full name, home address, then they have, oh, and if you want another address for this to be sent, why, why won't your mail ballot be sent to Why would your home address be different than where your mail ballot is sent? Now, in a perfect world, we'd get answers for this. Um, Number one, Nellie Gorbea won't answer them. I'm going to try. I'm going to try online to get an answer for that. Number two, where's the Republican Party? Where's State Senator Jessica De La Cruz? Where is House Minority Leader Blake Filippi? Where's... Mayor Fung, where's Susie Yankee? Where's anybody? <laughs> Why do they have this? What's the reasonable explanation? I don't think there is one. I don't think there is one. How come the fine print about the perjury and felony is on page two? We know why. Because they don't want people filling this out to see that. Because that might frighten someone off. They have a huge box for where you put your signature. Huge. But the the box they have for the signature is bigger than the notice to, quote, applicant, not voter. I think that's that's by design. And and can we also talk about they're going out now for for the September primary. Does that sound like a good idea to anyone? I am telling you right now, but you watch. I am predicting that this election coming up, and again, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it's 125. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, 
I had someone include me on a tweet about this um, criminalized sexual contact by adults with minors under their supervision in schools. Rhode Island's Protect Our Kids legislation. That legislation is going to fail. And I'm going to tell you why it's going to fail. Because the teachers unions don't want it. Well, so what? Well, the teachers unions run this state. They certainly run this administration. And there's no way this is happening in an election year. The teachers unions, Bob Walsh, Crowley, they're against it. Someone could say, well, that, well, too bad. Wrong. They control the state house. They control Smith, Smith Hill. They don't want it. So it's, it's not happening. Um, I want to um, go back to, I think this is interesting that they're starting to put the heat on Hollywood about some of these, um, some of these violent films. Let me just hear this piece about it on uh, Good Morning America. people responsible for creating that content say it's time for the industry to take action on gun safety. This morning, there's major star power behind an effort to rewrite the script on how guns are used in Hollywood. Over 200 top actors, writers, producers, and directors signing an open letter pledging to be mindful of on-screen gun violence and model gun safety best practices, encouraging their colleagues to join them. Backed by the Brady Gun Violence Organization, Jimmy Kimmel, Amy Schumer, Shonda Rhimes, and J.J. Abrams are among the big names enraged by the recent mass shootings who say something needs to be done. This is not a stop using guns in your movies. This is about gun safety, showing ways to model better gun safety in the future. The letter asking productions to have at least one discussion before filming begins regarding the way guns will be portrayed and to consider alternatives that could be used without sacrificing narrative integrity. When guns are involved, whenever possible, they pledge to show responsible gun ownership, like characters locking their guns, consequences for reckless gun use, and limit scenes including children and guns. This is the first sign that there is some acknowledgement that this industry does need to come to grips with does it go to the cheap and easy solution of gunplay too quickly these creatives recognizing their influence in this moment writing stories have the power to affect change just as in 1989 when the film industry cracked down on romanticizing smoking after legislation aimed to reduce cigarette advertising to children but the cdc reports the decline in smoking scenes has slowed in the past decade those initiatives are credited with spreading anti-smoking campaigns and things that have saved millions of lives so this could be the germ of a significant effort and this pledge acknowledges that they're under no illusions that their suggestions are a substitute for common sense gun legislation. And their list does not incorporate every nuance of guns on screen, but they say these are small things they can do as a community to impact the gun violence epidemic. You know, that is a really good point about the smoking and why you no longer see smoking. All right, let me, I want to play you the latest on the gas prices. Gasoline, and a lot of places are seeing the prices even higher, according to AAA. Gas is nearly $2 more per gallon than it was this time last year. That means, on average, people are spending $160 more per month just to fill up. Even gas station owners are fed up. This one in Minnesota putting up a sign saying, quote, we hate our gas prices too, Michael. Yeah, it's a funny sign, but these gas prices aren't funny, Eva. But it's not just gas that's costing us more. 
that's exactly right. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, prices are up across the board. Rent has jumped more than 26% from last year. Food prices are up. We're not just talking about eating out. We are talking about going to the grocery store and eating at home. That is up almost 12%. That's the biggest increase since 1979. Protein really seeing a spike. Eggs up more than 32%. Meats, poultry, fish up more than 14%. And in all, it is costing $341 more per month for you to buy the same things you were buying last year, Michael. On out of the strain on everyone. You know, folks, and the Biden administration has no plans on how to turn this around. None. Good afternoon right now at 1.30. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I repeat, I just had someone... Um, send me this whole business of the legislation. I don't know how else to explain that this business about teachers and um, legislation against relationships with students, the teachers unions are against it. Um, The teachers unions, if they're against it, it's not happening. If the teachers unions are against it, at least in this state, right now in this climate, it shouldn't be a mystery of why it's not going anywhere. It makes total sense. Of course it does. What? It absolutely does. But you, you can't talk about it without talking about who it is that's preventing it. And they're preventing it. They won't allow the legislation to go forward. So I'll believe people are serious about this when one of two things happen. Either they get the teachers unions on board with the legislation or they declare war on it. Otherwise, it's a mystery. You know, the Today Show had this piece about Lyme disease, by the way. I want to play this. This has impacted so many different people. Listen to this piece on uh, Lyme disease. The BMJ Global Health Journal reveals that more than 14% of people worldwide have or have had Lyme disease, which you can get from ticks. Over the last 20 years, researchers found that numbers have been going up, and men over the age of 50 who live in rural areas are the most at risk. NBC News medical contributor Dr. Natalie Azar joins us with more. Always a worry, especially in summertime when you're out in the woods with kids. 14%, does that strike Mm -hmm. you as a, a big number? It did strike us as a big number, absolutely. And I think, you know, the way I would frame it is this. If you are unlucky enough to get bitten by a tick that's carrying the bacteria that causes Lyme, but you're fortunate enough to present with sort of very classic symptoms like a flu-like illness followed by that characteristic rash that looks like a, that bullseye rash, the diagnosis in that scenario is fairly easy to make. And antibiotics instituted early can definitely be quite effective. But as we were discussing before we started the segment, a lot of folks don't have that rash. Only about three quarters of patients do. And if you don't treat early, you can develop these long, rather debilitating symptoms, joint symptoms. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you know if you have it? That's the problem. So so early on, there is that characteristic rash that we always talk about. But after that, patients can present with, you know, central nervous system, fatigue, fatigue, headache, and real actual neurologic deficits as well as as heart. So how do you protect yourself if if you're going out? Exactly. So here's sort of the rule of thumb. Know what to expect before you even go outside. You want to definitely use 
repellent. Mm -hmm. So that is something like an EPA registered uh, repellent. And also treat your, your clothing and your gear with permethrin. I think we have a, 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 yeah. a thing for folks. Um, you want to do long sleeves. You want to wear long pants. Tuck your pants into yeah. your socks. Avoid those wooded, high, grassy areas. Walk in the center of trails. Mm -hmm. When you come back in, shower right away. Mm -hmm. Shower, wash your clothes in, in high heat. Really quickly, let's get out of here. There's also some news this morning about a new drug that's been treat, that's been approved or about to be approved to treat alopecia. Yeah. A lot of folks deal with this. Lisa hair loss. It's called alumin. 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 Yeah. So this is really significant. About 300,000 people in this country have severe alopecia and about a third of them will be candidates to be to be treated with this new drug. It's in a class of medications that's been around for actually quite a while, used to treat rheumatoid arthritis and this one, Illumian, actually is used to treat some patients with severe COVID-19. Oh. A word to our viewers out there, it is an immunosuppressive medicine, so your doctor definitely has to review things that you need to be monitored for and surveillance while on the medicine, but huge boon for patients who suffer with this condition. You know, the Lyme disease that is, um, folks, it is interesting how it, you know, that really took off um, in, 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 you know, Lyme, Connecticut. That's where Lyme disease comes from. And just the impact. I know so many different people. One area where they, I think they have really dropped the ball is trying to detect that someone has Lyme disease. Um, that's really prom problematic. There have been a lot of different people that have been unable to get the, um, you know, uh, diagnosis that they, in fact, have Lyme disease. And it's, it's really problematic. Um, it, it's interesting when, when science and doctors, when they jump into something, when they really get behind something, how much they can find out answers on it, and then other things that they they don't really uh, get into it. All right, I also want to play <sighs> the debate over the new gun control measures continues today. Senate Judiciary Committee is going to vote. Now, if I thought for one second that this is not going to fly through here and then hit the floor, then I would tell you. But again, I I wish I could see some action to say that that's different. Here's the Channel 12 story Lawmakers are taking up the same three gun control bills. This time, it's a Senate committee voting on this legislation. 12 News reporter Anita Buffoni joins us now from the State House with the details. Anita? Well, Kayla, these are the same bills that were before the House Judiciary and Full House last week that passed both respectively after a fiery debate with lawmakers, and it's expected to be just as spirited today at the 3.30 committee hearing. Now, here are some of the details on the bills. Uh, one of the bills would make it illegal to possess a loaded rifle or shotgun in public, with some exceptions. The second bill would increase the age from 18 to 21 to legally buy guns or ammunition. And the third would make it a felony for someone to possess any semi-automatic firearm magazine that is capable of holding more than 10 rounds of ammo. Now, Second Amendment advocates came to the State House in full force last week during both votes in strong opposition to the legislation. There were also some gun control advocates, and at times they got tense between the two sides. Governor Dan McKee has signaled he would sign these bills if they were passed by both the House and Senate chambers. Now, the Senate Judiciary will be uh, hearing this again at 3.30. This is the legislation that passed the House, the full House chamber last week after hours of debate. For now live outside the State House, I'm Anita Buffoni, 12 News. Now, folks, again... Um 
here's the thing. I, I, um, th- there's just this, you know, we want to be reasonable here and deal in reality. You have to ask yourself, would Senate President Dominic Ruggiero, would he allow the House to pass it and then him to kill it in the Senate when he has a progressive running against him for his Rhode Island Senate? The answer is no. The answer is they would not. So it sounds like where he has made some compromise is the confiscation of weapons. That's where it sounds that he's drawn the line. But other than that, I, again, you know, the, the silence coming out of the Republican Party on this and especially in the state Senate, I, I'm not getting any emails. If there's some kind of a rally or the Republicans in the state Senate are vocal about this, maybe they will be later today, but I'm just not seeing it. All right, I want to go back to this naked fat test uh, situation. Pirates react to a new 146-page review surrounding the conduct of Aaron Thomas. The North Kingstown Town Council asking for the review done by a former judge. I'm Mike Montecalvo. And I'm Shannon Heggie. Dozens of former students accused Thomas of getting teenage athletes to strip naked behind closed doors for body fat tests over multiple decades. Tonight, the report was discussed at the town council meeting. It takes aim at the school district, pointing out pages and pages of failures and lists recommendations going forward. 12 News reporter Amanda Pitts joins us now live from North Kingstown with the latest. Amanda? Well, Mike Shannon, that report is pretty cut and dry, but the district failed its students. And the consensus here tonight is that changes need to be made so this community can heal and move on. The hypocrisy is unreal. House full of fed up North Kingstown residents at Monday's town council meeting, two hours after a 146 page report on the investigations into former boys basketball coach Aaron Thomas went public. Among those speaking out, the attorney for some former students. I want to commend this body for having the wisdom to have commissioned an independent report. In the report, retired Rhode Island Superior Court Judge Susan McGurl suggests leaders in the school district failed to protect students and report the allegations of inappropriate behavior at the hands of Aaron Thomas to state and federal officials. And she calls on district leaders to make changes. As Judge McGurl put it, you know, admit the failings, make the changes. Move on. After meeting with more than 50 people, McGurl outlined specific failures of the district, writing that administrators allowed the naked fat testing to continue, even though it was an open secret among students and the community for over 20 years, saying Thomas got a free pass because he was well liked. Never, ever, ever in this community be allowed to have one single teacher with one single student alone in a room ever again. Plus, pages and pages of recommendations, including a more robust hiring system, better training, and increased supervision of the athletic department. The town council ultimately voting unanimously to send this report to the school committee. Now, as for Thomas, he has not spoken to McGurl for this report. He has not been charged, and he has said that he is innocent. Live in North Kingstown. You know, that story, there's a lot of uh, politics after the fact. But as this was going on, as we've talked about, 
it seemed to come under the umbrella the same way that some people are trying to dismiss this, and that is that it's just good old-fashioned, uh, you know, just locker room horseplay, locker room antics, that's all it is, when it clearly wasn't that. And as, as I've already talked about in the past, um, Thomas isn't the only one that gets a pass on this. Um, he doesn't. And, and, and that's, I think that's part of it. And I know that that's part of it. He's not. As long as it was dismissed as, because, folks, again, um, good afternoon. Right now, it's 142, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can listen online at our website, DePietro.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop it and see our friend Marie. Now, listen, on this bright, sunny day, Father's Day is coming up this Sunday. She has some great gifts. Why not keep your dad healthy or your grandfather healthy? It's my health. Diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant in that historic white church, you'll find It's My Health. And inside, great service, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, local products, acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. It's and hemp and CBD products. By the way, they have CBD products for your pets. I know we use some on uh, young Rumsfeld, and he is able to jump up and down off the back the back deck. Folks, it's my health. Ten ninety nine Menden Road in Cumberland, or get your dad some some nice tea or some local uh, maple syrup. Maple syrup made locally, and natural skincare products and hair care products. It's my health, but over 250 different types of teas diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant right now at 143 on this Tuesday, Flag Day, the birthday of President Trump. As the temperature, it's a delightful day, sunshine all afternoon, temperature in the high 70s. Maybe you're on Menden Road right now, pop in and see the Queen of Health, our friend Maria. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, I also want to just address. So, see, I, I just I don't understand why, like someone tweeted at me and I'm not trying to like like they, they take the time to say, you know, let's share this information. Protect our kids. Protect our kids. I'm looking at it. And it was uh, the Rhode Island Center for Freedom for Prosperity. Close the loophole. That allows adults to engage in sexual acts with children. We're calling on state lawmakers to pass the Senate bill and the House bill, expand the definition of sexual assault to include the um, close the loophole allows those position authority to engage in sexual acts with children. Close the loophole, sexual acts with children, complete this form. Now, as you look this over, you would think, boy, this this certainly sounds like it makes sense. Who would block it? Well, the teachers' union is blocking it, and I don't understand. And I'm I'm actually being vocal about it. Why are you hiding that? I mean, I I know Mike Sten Stenhouse. I like Mike Stenhouse, but what, like, why not call it? That's who's blocking it. And, and let's also deal in reality. I like to deal in reality. And I always like to invite others to join me in, in reality. Uh, it's very simple. This is an election year. 
this is an election year. That, if the teachers' unions were in favor of it, it would pass. If they're against it, it's not going to pass. So you have two options. You either get them on board to help pass it, or you declare war and explain to people that they're blocking it. I just don't understand what, how this helps by leaving it a mystery. Gee, who would be against passing legislation that would not allow, uh, especially what's going on in North Kingstown, who, who would block that? But we already know the answer to that. The teachers' unions are against it. Oh, all right. Well, then Governor McKee and the General Assembly, they, they need to go against the teachers' unions in Rhode Island. Yeah. And maybe a frog is going to grow wing. I mean, that's not happening. So I, I don't understand the strategy behind this whole thing. If you won't, you know, it's like that scene in Moneyball. Good. Uh, well, Billy, I think we all know what the problem is. Great. What's the problem? Let's deal with what the problem is. Terrific. What's the problem? The problem is the teachers' unions. Why dance around this? This Erica Sanzi just keeps dancing. Uh, that's who's, who's doing it. They won't allow it, Period. This business of name names understand Rhode Island progressives. It's the teachers' unions. I mean, if we really want to be real, does anyone think that that, that that's who's blocking it? But I just I don't understand the dance. Just come out and say that's who's blocking it. Instead, people are like, yeah, this doesn't make sense, and it just remains a mystery. How's to explain it? You know. Um, Randy Weingarten, who Mary Beth Calabro runs Providence, they report to her. Frank Flynn and that whole crew, Larry Pertell, Bob Walsh, didn't they're not they're not let me let me explain it even clearer to you at 147 on this Tuesday. They won't allow it. Governor McKee's trying to win a primary. You think he's gonna go against them now? But what I don't understand is Acting with the public and parents like, yeah, gee, it's a mystery why it won't pass. It's not a mystery. It's, it's, it's just it's, it's completely not happening because they're not allowing it to happen. I don't understand. Let me say this. I don't understand the strategy of let's keep people that you want to get active, but let's keep them in the dark who's really blocking this. How, how does that help the situation? Well, we think we can get a lot of support for this without naming who's blocking it. Well, by the way, that's exactly how the teachers unions want it. You think Governor McKee is going to stand up to them? He just, he's just gave them all a $3,000 bribe to vote for him. The General Assembly, this is an election year. This isn't, it doesn't, I don't know how else to explain it. It doesn't matter. They don't, it's, it's, they know how the game is played. Where things stand right now are people that know how the game is played and people who don't know how the game is played. And the people who know how the game is played, 
They're very content for the people who don't know how the game is played to just continue and go on. Period. So, I, I, I just don't understand that strategy. And I'll, I'll circle back with Mike Sten. Protect our kids. It all sounds good. Make your voice heard. Criminalize all sexual contact by adults with minors under their supervision. Of course that sounds makes like it makes sense. It 100% sounds like it makes sense. You know why? Because it does make sense. We're back to Moneyball. What's the problem? The problem is the teachers unions are blocking the legislation. And the people that are trying to pass this protect our kids legislation won't name them. <laughs> so they just leave people into this loophole. Well, you know, it's the General Assembly. What do you mean the General Assembly? The General Assembly. Who do you think they answer to? They're not going against it. What? Go against the teachers unions in this state. By the way, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. This comes back to I'm trying to deal in reality. Take action to support the Protect Our Children's Act. When are people, I'm going through this whole thing. At no point do I see any mention of that the teachers unions are blocking it. Um, why, why leave the mystery? That's, that's who the opposition is. Well, we don't want to get them upset. Well, and they don't want you naming them. It's been crystal clear Rhode Island sexual assault laws must be reformed. I agree. Sign this. I agree. Okay, you could have the entire state. You know, folks, it's much like the speaker at the Rhode Island State House. He doesn't need to keep one million people happy. He needs to keep 40 Democrat reps happy. That's it. It's, it's a very small group. John Harwood understood that. And that's why, they, and Mattiello got that, by the way. That's all. They get tickets, help them get jobs, help them with something with their law practice, help their child get a job, help them, their spouse get a job, help them do something, help, help, help 40 people. That's all you need, 40 people. It's not 1 million. No, that's the population of the state. But in order to remain speaker, you just need to keep 40 people happy. And in the Senate, it's less. So how do you keep them happy and how do you hold on to power? Don't upset the teachers union. It would take something dramatic. But if you want to defeat them, you need to call them out. I don't see any pictures here of any of the teachers union heads. And by the way, that's exactly what they want. They would hate that. They don't want that. So you can do all of this, take action, protect our kids, close the loophole. It's as if you're playing, you're following the rules of a game that the other side doesn't follow. They don't follow that. They go to war. McKee's trying to win a primary. Listen, these kids in NK, maybe they feel bad, but that's where it ends. That's where it ends because there's just it's it's not it's just not happening. So, you know, someone asking me to share this petition. Well, where do I see the words teacher unions? 
okay, all of this makes sense. Who's blocking it? The teachers union. How come they're not listed? Because, oh, okay, you should have said that. (laughs) Enough is enough. I completely agree. But then there's that place that I prefer to reside, which is reality. <laughs> like I said, there's, there's, as I see it, there's two options. You either get them on board or you declare war on them. Or you've you got to identify who's blocking it. Put them on the defensive. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see any pressure at all being brought on that particular group. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 154 on this Tuesday. And it's brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. A great meal, a feast, if you will, is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I also want to remind you um, about Allstate Lock. Experts in locking systems, building security, and security cameras. We have a link on the website, petro.com. You can also log on at allstatelock.com or call 401-349-0042. If you're listing right now and you'd like security cameras at your home or business, contact Allstate Lock, allstatelock.com. They do tremendous, tremendous work. Um, and I also, I, I want you to be safe. I want you to stop in to Surplus Provisions. Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Go see Tanya and Frank. Tactical gear, quality military surplus tactical survival gear. And they have pepper spray. You know, if someone will approach you, um, all you need is sometimes 15 to 20 seconds to just run and get away. And surplus provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, one mile from Garden City, they could help you. And you could get something that would give you those 20 seconds. That's really a lot of times that's all you need is 15 to 20 seconds just to get away. Get in your car, make a noise, or just run. Run to where someone could help you. Um, And they are terrific. Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Folks, I wish I had better news. Like, I, I would like to. At 155 on this Tuesday... Whether you're listing right now in Massachusetts or Rhode Island, I'd love to say, you know, the the Biden administration, they have a solid idea of of how to uh, stop inflation or cut back on it. They they don't. They don't. Look at this headline. Commerce to consider more aid for the Takasaka Stadium. Yeah, that's called a money pit. That's called a money pit. A plan to rescue the 400 million Pawtucket soccer stadium is up for debate. That's a money pit. And I look at this. Could Pawtucket, could Pawtucket, well, first of all, it doesn't even make sense. Could Pawtucket to lose another stadium? I think they put in a two there. Could Pawtucket lose another stadium? (laughs) Mark Patinkin in the Providence Journal. Who, who's checking these headlines? Could Pawtucket to lose another stadium? I, I, I don't know what to tell you. There's a developer that feels that soccer would play there and they want to build a stadium. I think all of that is great. Why do we have to pay for it? Why do we have to pay for it? 
you know, he, here's what's backwards. And I don't want to go into a full rant here. Is you just make the tax rate the same for everyone. But the problem is the way the system is set up, in order to get the type of tax agreement you want and need, you have to hire certain reps and lobbyists to help you with that. They want a floating tax package and tax rate. It shouldn't be that way. It should just be the same across the board. Everybody gets it, but they don't do it that way, and they don't do it that way by design. Look at this headline in the Boston Globe. Hurry up and buy. Homeowners race to beat rising rates driving prices upward. Boston area housing market powering forward still. More buyers being priced out. Some warn sales could slow. It has to slow down. It can't continue like this. Hmm. Um, Lowell woman arrested in decades-old case of a baby found dead in May. 58-year-old Lowell woman facing a murder charge, death of a newborn, found dead in Maine 36 years ago. Remember, there are... Murder is there's there's no statute of limitations with murder. There's no statute of limitations with murder. So it doesn't matter if it was 36 years ago or 56 years ago or whatever. There's no statute of limitations with murder. That's interesting. That was a disappointing loss for the Celtics last night. Ugh. I'm also disappointed I stayed up and watched that game. Get to bed till like midnight. Folks, right now it's 159. You've been listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, coming up, you will hear the two o'clock news and then the John Dion program. It's actually a very delightful afternoon. I will be doing Facebook Live later. For the latest on different stories, visit the website, dpetro.com. You can also, it's T shirt Tuesday, buy a nice T shirt in our shop online or maybe a mug. Or we have a number of different things. So happy birthday to President Trump. Congratulations to our friend Michael Degnan. Another life has come into the world. Uh, We'll get more details on that. And there's going to be another search, a third search for the missing woman, Charlotte Lester. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. WNRI Woonsocket. 